Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. Happy Friday to you all. The FPL deadline is on Saturday this week, 11am UK time. On today's episode, I'm going to cover the main news from the press conferences, answer Twitter questions and discuss captaincy and transfers for the weekends. Lots of people pulling their hair out this week, trying to decide what to do, myself included. Visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get 33% off an annual athletic subscription. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. The main news from the press conferences, the big one is Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's been ruled out of the Manchester City fixture, so that gives us a headache that we really didn't want to have. Do we keep him? Do we sell him? I'll come back to that in the question section of the podcast. At Chelsea, Rhys James looks like he won't feature either. He was named in the England squad a couple of days ago, but Tuchel seems to be surprised by that. Tuchel's comments were, when I saw the news, I thought maybe Rhys goes with the water polo teams as he is training in the pool. I am surprised. My understanding is that he will not go. So if you've got Rhys James, probably time to sell him now. Tuchel also said that Mason Mount is fit again. So good news if you have him. Looks like he'll be involved against Southampton. At Manchester United, Solskjaer on Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. His comments were, Luke feels better in himself. He's been ill, but he's still got the shoulder injury. We've got to make a decision on him. So looks like a late fitness test for Luke Shaw, which it's you know we didn't get the clarity that we hoped for. And that's leaving me with a decision to make because I've got Luke Shaw and I've got Trent. So I'm going to cover that when I come to transfers as well, what my current thoughts are. On Harry Maguire, Solskjaer said he's still out. So Maguire's out. Shaw looks like a late fitness test. Rashford also Return to full training for the first time today, but he won't feature this weekend. Solskjaer did say he should be ready after the international break. Moving on to Leeds, Rafinha is available and he's probably going to punish me again for selling them last week. Patrick Bamford is not available, so Bamford is still on the sidelines. Another player who was injured but who is now available is Llorente. Luke Ealing is ruled out. He has a problem in his knee that is going to require a simple surgical intervention. That will also require some time after the procedure is done. So Ealing is out. Pascal Strike is available for Leeds after suspension. So probably Urenti and Strike at centre-back, I would imagine. Moving on to Everton, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Coleman and Gomez all remain out. Alex Awobi is a doubt. 
There was a few comments from Rafa Benitez on Abdoulaye Dukouri, who was very impressive in game week six. He said, it's very clear he has the energy and potential to get into the box. Sometimes I've told him, go, don't drop off too much because you can be a threat in attack. And Benitez finished that sentence with, I'm really pleased. So Dukouri, to me, is right up there now as an FPL option alongside Damari Gray. I think those two are pretty equal. And Townsend's in the mix as well because he's got the penalties. But Dukouri certainly higher in my thoughts now than he was a couple of weeks ago. At Manchester City, Pep said everyone is fit except Zinchenko and Gundogan. At West Ham, David Moyes said Soufal has a chance of recovering for the weekend. So Soufal is a doubt. But if I was guessing, I would think Soufal probably returns and plays in that one. Backman the Watford goalkeeper is available for selection as well. Again, you know, will he come back in or will Foster continue in goal? Again, if I'm guessing what's going to happen, I think Foster will keep his place. At Aston Villa, Leon Bailey is ruled out. Burnley, Cornet is also expected to miss out. He would have been a nice punt as, you know, a one-week punt before the wildcard. He looked really good last week and they've got Norwich this week, but unfortunately he's not going to play, it looks like. And finally at Brighton, Danny Welbeck is seeing a specialist on his hamstring issue. So it looks like Welbeck will also miss out this weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Ten quickfire questions now from Twitter. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. First one from Steve-O. Is Trent a hold or do we sell now and move on to a Manchester City or Chelsea defender? Then potentially bring Trent back later on. So Trent is tricky. I think it comes down to what your current scenario is. If you're like me, and you still have your wildcard, I think it's easy to sell them because we can get them back when we wildcard. Also depends on, you know, let's say you don't have your wildcard or you don't want to wildcard soon. If you've got decent players on your bench and you can get a decent starting 11 on the pitch this week, I would probably just keep Trent, stick him on the bench. Then you've got him for game week eight, which I think is against Watford. So it's a good fixture. I think it is Manchester United the following week then. So, you know, two of the next three fixtures are difficult for Liverpool but again I still think this guy one of the best players in the game if you sell him you don't really want to be without him for too long I think if you're wildcarding this week as well which a lot of people are if you're not going to put him in there make sure you have cash to get him back because you're probably going to want him back straight back in for game week eight and what I would probably do if I was on a wildcard this week I'd probably just keep Trent in it and just you know have a strong 11 and have Trent on the bench this week so Trent is a tricky one I'm going to sell him because I've still got the wild card and I've basically got no defenders this week so I have to sell him anyway but yeah there's depends on your on your current situation on that one question from Mark what to do with Jota with Firmino back and likely to take minutes off him 
Mark is thinking of a minus four to get Rafinha. Is that worth it? So if I was a Jota owner, I would be worried this week because he started last weekend's I think he played around 88 minutes in the Champions League midweek. Firmino is back. I think Firmino was on the score sheet as well in the Champions League. So usually when it's a big game, I expect Firmino to start. So I expect to see Firmino start against Manchester City. That increases the chances of Jota not starting. So I feel like before a Manchester City game, when he might be benched, and when City have only conceded once this season, to me that feels like a decent time to sell Jota, but only... If you don't have other fires, if you're like me and you've only got one fit defender at the moment, prioritize your defensive transfers and, you know, just keep Jota and hope for the best. But if Jota is your biggest issue at the moment, I think it's absolutely fine to sell him. Would I take a minus four for Rafinha? I probably would because it looks like Rafinha is going to be fine. looks like he's going to play and he's an unbelievable player. He's delivering and he's got great fixtures. So I think Rafinha is probably one of the very few players I'd be willing to take a minus four for if you're losing Jota. So I think that one could pay off. You know, it might not pay off right away this game week, but I would fancy Rafinha over the next couple of game weeks to get more minutes than Jota and and more points as well. Question from Dominic. Dominic still hasn't sold Bamford, but looking to do it this week for a one-week punt before a wildcard next week, who would be your recommended option? So yeah, those people who've decided to wildcard definitely in game week eight, you can be you know, a little bit exciting with your transfer this week. If you're selling Bamford, for example, I always, when it's a one-week punt, I'm just looking straight at fixtures, which teams have the best fixtures and who are the options there. So I think Burnley are against Norwich. So I like Chris Wood as a one-week punt in place of Bamford. Wolves have a good fixture as well. I think it's against Newcastle. So I like Jimenez. Leeds, I like Rodrigo. You know, He's probably going to play because Bamford's out. So he's a differential as well. And at Watford, Josh King is another option. But of all four there, I think I like Chris Wood most because it's Norwich. You know, can certainly see him getting a few points in that one. And then Jimenez is probably a close second. Question from Natai Zaha or Gallagher. I mentioned these two on Tuesday's podcast. Both are on my watch list. I still think Gallagher is the pick here because he's the value option. And he has been pretty consistent so far this season. I think both players are really good options. Zaha's the bigger differential if you want to do something different. But I think the pick here is, if you're going for a Palace midfielder, it's got to be Gallagher. He's, he's given us plenty of reasons so far to pick him. And I don't think you should overthink it. Question from FPL Cowboy. Sar or Ben Rama for a one-week pre-wildcard punt? I think both options are really good this week. Both players have good fixtures. Ben Rama has Brentford. Saar has the Leeds game. I would lean towards Saar because I think Leeds defensively are as not as good as Brentford defensively this season. So I'd lean towards Saar. But certainly both players are very good picks this week and I don't think there's too much between them. But yeah, Saar is the way I would go there. Question from NZFPL. Which two Chelsea defenders to go for? This is the million dollar question this week. I think Rudiger, by far and away, the best one. And if you're buying one Chelsea defender this week, I think it has to be Rudiger because he's the safest. I think the next best is Azpilicueta. I think he's the next safest option. Not everyone will be able to do that though because of financial reasons. Um, So I think my preference is Rudiger and Azpilicueta. And if cash doesn't allow it, 
I like Rudiger and Christensen. I still think Christensen's going, going to get plenty of game time. And I like his price a lot. I've kind of gone cold on Alonso a bit because he got the halftime substitution in the Champions League. Chilwell, we've been saying it for a long time now. We expect him to get games. So that does put me off Alonso a little bit. I still think Alonso, I expect to see his name in the starting eleven against Southampton. But there's enough fear there to put me off and maybe just go for the safer Asby or, or Christensen. I think Christensen is, is arguably a little bit safer than Alonso as well on current information. So yeah, Rudiger and Azpilicueta is a way to go if cash allows. Question from FPL Duke. Rhys James, stick or twist? So this question came in before the Rhys James news came out today from Tuchel. So I think if you've got him now, doesn't look like he's going to play. And if he's in the pool at the moment and he's not on the pitches, that doesn't sound great either. So I think it's an easy sell. And you could just go Rhys James to another Chelsea defender. That's probably what I would do. Although I do like Man City defenders as well this week, even though they've got Liverpool. I think long term, a City defender is great because after the Liverpool fixture, they've got three very nice ones. So I wouldn't let the Liverpool fixture stop you from getting someone like Cancelo or Ruben Diaz this week. Question from James. Is Lukaku, Salah, Ronaldo a viable trio over the near future in the absence of Trent? And who is the most dispensable of the three, in your opinion? So, obviously, if Trent's out for more than one game week, which we don't know, it makes it easier to have the big three attackers. But I still, I wouldn't put yourself in a position where it's very difficult to get Trent back in. As I said, I like keeping cash aside for him for when he's fit again. I still am not in love with the three premiums. I do think this weekend, though, could be a weekend where those who have all three could do very well if they all bang this weekend, you know, in particular Ronaldo and Lukaku, when they've got decent fixtures, it could pay off. But for me, I still, every time I make a wildcard draft, I still prefer Salah plus one big striker and a more balanced squad. So I'm still not on board with the three premiums. Who's the most dispensable of the three? I think it's a tough question. I think Salah has to be in there. Then it comes down to personal preference, really. Do you prefer Lukaku and his fixtures? Or do you prefer Ronaldo, who's been a bit more consistent so far? So I'm leaning still towards Ronaldo. My initial thought is give Ronaldo two more games. If I don't wildcard game week eight, then I think game week nine is a decent time to switch because I think that's the week Lukaku has Norwich. So if I do decide to go to Lukaku, if it's not a wildcard, it probably will be game week nine. Question from Jay. What are your thoughts on Odegaard's or are Saka and Smith-Rowe better picks? Yeah, I watched that game a couple of days ago from last weekend. Odegaard was popping up in good positions, but I still think Saka and Smith-Rowe are the places to go here if you're looking to invest in the Arsenal midfield. Saka, Smith-Rowe, there's not too much between them. Um, and, and when that is the case, I tend to just go for a cheaper player because you know just because Smith-Rowe is the cheaper player doesn't mean he's going to score less points than Saka. So again comes down to which one you prefer, maybe on what you've seen of both of them so far this season. For me, if it's a straight shit out, for example, if I was wildcarding this week, I think I'd be on Smith Rowe, possibly even as a twelfth a man. You know, a strong starting eleven. If you don't have three premiums, you can have a pretty decent bench. So someone like Smith Rowe is ideal for that first sub position each week. Final question is from Faizan. Is Rafinha a viable captaincy option? against a leaky Watford when Leeds need a result and he looks like their talisman 
while Bamford is not in the team. I've seen a few people on Twitter this week, you know, considering Rafinha captain, and I, I don't think it's a crazy idea. I think he should be in the captaincy conversation, given how good a player he is, and he's got a good fixture. Also, I'm going to talk about captain soon, but the likes of Lukaku, Ronaldo, Antonio, they've probably, like, I don't think there's a standout this week. You can, you can make kind of pros and cons for both, which is maybe a week where you can start thinking about players like Rafinha. I, I do still think if you've got Ronaldo or Lukaku or Antonio, it should be one of those guys. And I think just owning Rafinha is enough because even, you know, because he's had his injury issues, you know, people like myself have sold him. So you'll, you'll probably find in your mini leagues that Rafinha might not be that highly owned. So just owning him is probably enough without captaining him. So yeah, it, it's worth thinking about, but it's probably something I wouldn't do. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League 1? FX is Welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Moving on to captaincy now. So the four players I mentioned on Tuesday's podcast, the four best options I think are Antonio, Lukaku, Ronaldo and Salah. Although I don't love Salah because he's playing against Manchester City. My order of preference, let's say I owned all four of them. I think Lukaku has the best fixture against Southampton. So I think he's the best captaincy option this week. I put Ronaldo a close second. Again, good fixture on paper. Antonio, again, a close third. I don't think there's too much between any of those three players. And then I would have Salah in fourth just because he's playing against the best defence in the league. So I don't own Lukaku. I'm going to be on Ronaldo. He's had my armband all week. I'm, I tend not to give captaincy too much thought uh, and I haven't changed it around at all this week. So it's going to stick with Ronaldo. My initial gut feeling and Antonio will be my vice captain. In terms of transfers, it's this week has turned into a nightmare. You know, lots of issues. Trent is out, question marks over Shaw. Ailing is out, who I've got as well. I've got Shimakas, who won't play probably. So the only player I've got fit is Veltman. So that has forced me to focus my transfers on defence this week. I've only got one free transfer, so I'm going to keep it simple to begin with. So tonight, at some point, I'll probably just wait until just before I go to sleep in case anything comes through after half past ten from the embargoed sections of the press conferences, what I'll do is I'll get rid of Trent and I'll bring in Rudiger. I think, like I said, safest way into the Chelsea defence. Don't need to overthink it. What I'll probably do then is just wait until tomorrow morning and see if anything slips through on Luke Shaw in terms of, you know, is he in the squad? Is he at the stadium? Does it look like he's going to feature or not? Because if Shaw doesn't feature, it leaves me with just two defenders this week. So, what I'd be inclined to do then is, you know, if it's a couple of minutes before deadline, 
and if there's strong rumours that Shaw's not going to be involved, I probably will take a late minus four because to me it's only a minus two really because I've I've only gone I'm only going to have ten players if Shaw doesn't play and that will leave me with a question of do I get a second Chelsea defender or do I get Cancelo? So it's it's tricky because I do want to wildcard during the international break. But if I take that minus four this week, let's say let's say I went Azpilicueta and Rudiger coming into my team, then I'm quite close to what my wildcard team would look like anyway. The following week then I could do something like getting Cancelo in for his three nice fixtures and then game week nine, maybe do the Ronaldo to Lukaku swap. So I think depending on what I do this week will determine whether I wildcard or not next week. Again, I think my wildcard decision comes down to how players like Ben Rama, who I own, and Greenwood also. If those players perform well this weekend, I'm probably not going to want to sell them. So that will play a, a part in my wildcard decision as well. Again, if those two guys blank, probably going to be easier to hit the button. So I'm going to get Rudiger tonight for Trent. And I'll just wait until tomorrow morning to see what happens. If there's nothing new, if it just looks like Shaw is still a doubt or still has a late fitness test, I'll probably just keep him and hope that he passes that fitness test and hope that he plays. And if I if I end up with 10 players, so be it. And if that's the case, then I'll probably activate my wildcard on Saturday night. After I'll see how the games go on Saturday and then I'll, I'll probably activate on Saturday night. So a lot is still up in the air, but 100% Trent to Rudiger is going to happen later. And then we'll see what happens in the morning regarding Luke Shaw. So that will leave me with a setup of something like Sanchez in goal, Rudiger, Veltman, and then either Shaw or whoever his replacement might be. Salah, Greenwood, Saar, Ben Rama, Ronaldo captain, Antonio vice captain, and Sant Maximin up front. So on paper, pretty decent. And again, I don't really mind if I had have a bad game week this week because I know I'm up against it. I just, you know, having that wild card in the back pocket, it, it still feels like a powerful position to be in. So sometimes I think you've got to take, you know, not a great game week on the chin. And hopefully in the future, you know, for example, if I play the wild card game week eight, that the following couple of game weeks after that then can be can be green arrow. So I'm not too worried. And let's see, let's see what happens in the morning. Best of luck for Game Week 7, folks. Enjoy the games, enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you again during the second week of the international break. If you'd like to listen to tonight's Patreon podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general or follow the link in my Twitter profile. Check out this week's official FPL show as well. I was in London yesterday to record it. It was the first time I've been on as a guest since before COVID, so about two years ago. It was great to be back on. So it's available on the Premier League website or on the FPL app itself. So give that one a watch over the weekend. It's a pretty good show. Wishing you all green arrows. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.